Balotelli, Aguero! Lewandowski goes through it again, oh he just can't do it, you just cannot be that good, that is an amazing goal, I think he's scored a goal every time he's had a shot. Hello guys and welcome to the 50 plus one football podcast, your home for all things Bundesliga and Premier League and now also European football. With me, as always, is a man who, to me, is like penalties are to Bruno Fernandes. It's Lewis. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He's upping the game now with these. Yeah, I am. Anyways, we have a nice little host of topics for you today. We're going to be talking about all of the Champions League matches that have been played so far, as well as the Europa League. Europa League is actually already into the quarters and... Then we also will have to talk about Billy's favorite topic, Jaden Sancho. But without further ado, let's get into the European football before Billy has any comments to make on Sancho already. I don't want to talk about it, <laughs> but I know I have to. It's fine. Well, I mean, we're going to talk about something that made me very happy. It was the fact that Bayern didn't even take their foot off the gas, really. They just went up to Chelsea and went, you know what? I'm giving you a smack left, I'm giving you a smack right, I'm giving you a smack up, and a smack down. And that's how it ended. I thought it was quite funny, all the Chelsea fans piping up on Twitter after Hudson-Odoi scored a fairly amazing goal, only for it to be ruled out for offside. And it was offside, no, it just offside. saying. Harry Abraham was off, like, end off. Yeah. It was a good goal, to be fair, but I mean... At that point, Bayern were already up 5-0 on aggregate, and we were just kind of like, mm, does it really matter? Does it? Well, there was a thing. What the aggregate score you've put past London teams? Spurs was 7-1. 7-2. 7-2. Arsenal's was 10-2 or 10-3. Yeah. And Chelsea's is 7-1. Actually, the Spurs one, you, we, we're also forgetting the, uh, the was that 7-2 game. was just the, just the home match for Spurs alone, which, you know, I've, I, always, I always love the fact that, I mean, you can say that an aggregate score usually that you would see is in a single match. Just saying. So now you finished smacking London about. I was about to say, London seems to be the, te- the city that we, that we love to go to. It's just, mm, love, love a good bit of London, me. <laughs> well, we now know who you've got in the next round. It's yeah, a big one. Predictable one. They were going to beat Napoli, weren't they, Barca? Yeah, yeah. Although, before we move on, to Napoli Barca, we gonna I'm gonna have a I'm gonna have a solid praising session of Lewandowski for a second. Just just gonna have to just gonna have to launch straight into it because Lewandowski is now for a season total on 61 goal contributions in 44 matches for Bayern, 53 goals, eight assists in the Champions League alone. He's on 13 goals. And four assists. He has the same amount of goals 
as the whole of the Barcelona squad do in this Champions League campaign. Just let that sink in. That's obscene. Like, I know he's had a great season by anyone's standards, but this is almost an astronomical difference. We're talking the realm that that Ronaldo and Messi always are moving in. That is the type of season he's having. And yes, I do realize that these two players have been doing it year in, year out for probably the better part of the last decade, if not the whole of the last decade. But for Lewandowski, for some, for a mere mortal, let's say, to start producing the numbers that they do, that in itself deserves recognition. Yeah, and I, I don't mean to veer off from your Lewandowski love fest, but if we're talking <laughs> about upsetting the norm of Ronaldo and Messi, we've got to give a little bit of praise to Ciro Immobile. Yeah, I mean, he did. He, he even edged Lewandowski for the golden ball, which I thought was not going to happen. No, I didn't think he would be beaten for that. I don't know. Well, I don't know where, Immobile, where this has come from with Immobile this season because Dortmund, eh. He, was, he wasn't bad for them, but he wasn't, you know, Erling Haaland level for them. I mean, he's been there half a season. Let's... And I'm going, well, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of negate the Immobile praise because he had four more matches than Lewandowski to score two more goals. And of his 36 goals, he scored 14 penalties. 14. Yeah, but how many of, how many of Lewandowski's were penalties? Five. Oh, shit. Okay. Fair enough. Hence why we shouldn't be mentioning Immobile and Lewandowski in the same sentence. They are not in the same league. Yeah, okay. literally take, and figuratively. 14 penalties is not as impressive. But then again, you've got to have the bottle to score 14 penalties in a season. I don't take that away, but 14 penalties, that's almost half the goals he's scored are from the spot. Christ, you really don't like someone taking the line. Oh, right no, no, no. This is, this is because... A couple of people decided to have the audacity to even mention these two players in the same sentence. And it triggered me royally when I was reading the Instagram comments. I'm just saying social media is not good. But I mean, then again, I was bound to get triggered royally anyway, because there were people saying, you know, uh, Lewandowski, he's doing it in the farmer's league. You know, he shouldn't, he doesn't even deserve it. And I was like, I right, hold on, <laughs> hold the phone. Well, you're going to, would you like call it a farmers league? Would you like an interesting stat? Yeah. A team from England hasn't beaten a team from Germany or Spain in the last 14 meetings. Other than Man City, but this is This is well, I was about to say the last thing I think the, that match the you're referring to was the one against Schalke and Schalke were, you know, you're talking about that same club two seasons later now declaring the fact that they can't even make European football because it's just not a feasible target for them. Financially or otherwise. No, but like, like we said before, they're having a massive reshuffle. 
at that club. And that's yeah, that's what and that's what I'm saying as well is because everyone's like, oh yeah, Lewandowski has done it in the Farmers League. Well, first, as you even said with the penalties, you got to have the bottle to score that many penalties. So you have to have the skills to even if the Bundesliga were a Farmers League, which it isn't, he'd still have to have the skills to score 34 goals in a season. Second of all. He's on, the, he's on track to beating Ronaldo's record of most goals scored in the Champions League. And in the Champions League, he's, he's completely done Chelsea and Tottenham and a host of other teams. I, I don't get how they can justify that he hasn't been or that he hasn't been robbed of a Ballon d'Or this season, which also a very triggering topic for me right now. Yeah, let's not bring that one up. Like we said before, well, he's, gonna, he, he's gonna win the FIFA at uh, the FIFA Awards. He's gonna win Best Player of that. He has to. Well, he, he has to. But here's Champions League. But it is it is it is a question of if FIFA will be doing the Best Awards or if they will do the Ballon d'Or Awards as well. Because apparently, this is all media. This is all media reports are saying um, that Rummenigge, Bayern's chief exec called Infantino, and we talked about this a few episodes ago, um, that he called Infantino, and now FIFA are very much debating whether they should put on a um, Ballon d'Or ceremony and then obviously all the awards that go with it, with Team of the Season and such. Which I would very much love to see. Because it, would be, it would be a perfect way to sort of round off this year. Yeah, because, really, because because the thing is the thing is also with with um, Ronaldo and and Messi both played or finished out their seasons, and those were the only two realistic contenders for Ballon d'Or anyway. Because you're not going to tell me Mbappe or Neymar would do are going to do it because there, when it comes to the league, huh? Farmers League is a perfect example or, or a perfect way to describe it because that league really is you can tell. How much of a difference there is in playing? Yeah, the best one was Di Maria trying to say like, "Oh yeah, you know, Liverpool ran away with the title this year. Uh, look how much of a farmers league that is." And I was like, "Bro, maybe if you're playing in the Bundesliga, you might be able to bring that or La, La Liga, but I don't think you can do that from the from the French league." No, that's not. That's I don't want to get. On. I don't want to get into an into an argument or a conversation about which leagues essentially suck <laughs> when when we've got European football to talk about I mean we can we can have this debate all the time but out of the Europe's top five uh, France is definitely the last one. Oh, without a shadow of a doubt we can move Especially on now from this Inter topic. Milan and Lazio are making Syria a little bit more interesting yeah exactly exactly but we'll 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 finish with that topic and then one last statistic for Lewandowski. Against Chelsea alone, he scored three goals and four assists. And that is the same amount of goal contributions as Messi has in the whole tournament. And Lewandowski did that against one team. Don't even, tr- don't even try to tell me that Messi should be getting the Ballon d'Or more than Lewandowski. Don't even try. <laughs> I'm in complete agree with you that I I think Lewandowski deserves some recognition. Oh, no, that wasn't direct. That that last one wasn't directed at you. That was directed at every single person in the comment section of all social media who've been triggering me the last 
you know, few days. Why do you read the comment section on Instagram anyway? For the same reason you read all the Man United Twitter feeds about which players are going to sign. <laughs> because I'm bored and have no self-control. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, okay. Darren, it's, just, it's just depressed me recently. Anyway. We'll well, okay, about- now we can finally talk about Barca v. Napoli. It was pretty... Comp- I mean, VAR got involved quite heavily. But it was a pretty yeah. comprehensive win, really. Longley, Messi, and Suarez. And then Insigne got one back at the end of the first half from the penalty spot. Yeah, I mean, I, I think... Did we say that Napoli might even edge that? In the I last believe I episode? did, yeah. I said, I said I thought Napoli might edge it. Oh, how wrong. It wasn't, a ba- it wasn't a bad shout. In that position, in that at that moment in time, but we're ju- I guess we just forgot that you know, as good as Lewandowski's been, Messi is also still a class player who, you know, for all the for all for, for all the argumentation I've just brought against Messi deserving Ballon d'Or, he still probably played the second best season of any player this season so far. So I mean, any normal player having that that kind of a season would be thrilled with it. Oh yeah, just, I think he's not. That's like, not good enough by his by his standards. By yeah. his standards, I want to talk one thing though. Uh, Koulibaly had an absolute shocker. Yeah, wasn't United linked with him repeatedly over the last few seasons, not just this past this, summer transfer window this, but the, this window we haven't it's been all about man city and Koulibaly. it's funny because i'm pretty sure napoli want 100 million for him <laughs> not after that performance they'd be lucky to get 50 jesus oh god there's there's that the videos going around on twitter messi just dribbles past me falls over it's it's shades is, is it boating at, yeah it was shades i was about to say is it boating ask oof I mean, the, I'm, I'm not even going to be thinking about that one. I'm just thinking about the fact that Messi fell down and gets back up and in falling again, still manages to score around three defenders. He is still just a freak of nature. Because he's not human. Yeah. So, Barca, Bayern. I'm saying 3-0 is- no Bayern right now. You, hear, you heard it here first. Christ, okay. Bang. Out done. I reckon something like two one. I think. I'm, I mean, I'm still... I'm backing. I'm backing Bayern to win, but I don't think you're not keeping Messi out. I don't think. I'm saying Boateng's gonna have Messi in his back pocket. And he's gonna. Re- he's gonna have his sweet revenge for 2015. Okay. I mean, that, that's just, okay. Obviously, that's me saying that with Bayern goggles on. Whatever but... helps you sleep at night. Exactly, but one thing I will do is I will still back that scoreline just because Barcelona at the minute seem to be a one-man team. Without Messi, that team is not doing half the damage. Well, Not even close. From one one-man team to another, seamless link that. Seamless. Juventus out of the Champions League despite two goals from Ronaldo. I'm also going to say, what a second goal that was. Second goal was unbelievable. Jesus H. Christ. 
The man still is unreal. But he's 35. The team around him isn't. Here's the thing, though. I'd right now, if it were a Juventus, a Juventus-Barca match, I'd still back Juventus to edge that because Juventus still, at the end of the day, have a fresher team than Barca do. Well, it was interesting because Mauricio Sarri was sacked after and has been replaced. He didn't deserve that. No, he really didn't. But he's been replaced by Andrea Pirlo. And I'm going to be. I'm. I'm interested to see what he does. Well, all the reports that have come out of Italy via like Tutor Sports and things like that. He wants to get rid of a lot of the old boys. So obviously Pjanic is already going. Uh, he wants to get rid of Kadira, Ramsey. Kadira was already on his way out, though. Well, Blake he was already. Li- I mean, gone today as well. He's going to into Miami to join up, join up with David Beckham. Sorry, who? I didn't catch that. Blaze Matuidi. Ah. I could see that. I mean, in all fairness as well, Matuidi has had a good career, you know, being a PSG as well. He's, he's, been, a, he's been around the block. Yeah, he's won five trophies in three years. So I don't really, you can't really complain as a, as a player. Yeah, definitely not. The one I thing mean, that has eluded him is that Champions League. But then again, that's the beauty of the Champions League not every player gets to win it, which makes it so much special, so much more special. Yeah, I'm, do, I'd I'm definitely in agreement with you. I think Juventus have definitely, you know, they, in my mind, Juventus have always had a slightly older team. If you get what I mean, like they've, they've always been in my mind, you know, that experienced older team. And they've never really been a team that have stood for, you know, bringing in young players and playing a lot of young players. Like, no, even when they have had young players that don't seem to have, you know, that flair and, you know, the hype that usually surrounds a new young kid on the block. Well, normally it's young players they've brought in from other places. So, Paolo Dybala from Parma. Yeah, no, but that, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. He's the last guy who, you know, really. <laughs> but, but what I mean is, you know, with them having, you know, Chiellini and, you know, in the last few years, uh, Andrea Barzagli and Bonucci is also, you know, he up until he left, you know, he wasn't that uh, he wasn't that young anymore, and they, they had an mm. aging backline. I mean, Chiellini obviously is, you know, it's very indicative of that. We're completely forgetting Matisse Delict as well. <laughs> it and as I've said, you know, he's one of those. Guys, he's one of the. He was probably the first time that I was, that I saw Juve going for an for a younger talent. I was like, ah, they're going for younger talent in their defensive line. That is very, very unlike them. Well, they got rid of Andrea Bonucci, went to AC Milan for like a year, and then they brought him back again. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, no, I'm I'm pretty sure it wasn't even Juventus who wanted that move. It was more Bonucci saying, "I want to move somewhere." from a, somewhere where I'm not, you know, in the same club who win the Italian league year in, year out. I want to change the scene. Oh, yeah. I don't want to win every year. Christ. I'm I mean, obviously happy. not going to phrase it exactly like that. But. <laughs> uh, Bosh, do you mind if I move to a, a worse team? Because I don't feel like winning everything. I mean, there's a little bit of the argument you can make, but... What my my what I'm trying to say is, <laughs> he 
he wanted a change of scene and was looking for a new challenge. As they always say in the press. I'm looking for a new challenge. It means you've either been ousted or you've thrown your toys out of the pram because you've not playing enough. But or in this or, or in the case of Tiago, it actually means just that. Because no one at Bayern wants him to leave. Is it could this not just be a ploy to get a new contract? I mean, if you want to be super cynical, I guess so, but I don't know because the, he's so far rejected all contract proposals and it was a very much a all of a sudden di- doing a 180-degree turn. Like he had the contract. It was all done and dusted. All he had to do was sign. And then from one day to the next, he's in, the, uh, he's in, the, in front of the board of directors saying, guys, I think this is my last chance to get you know, big, another big club move. I want to try and I want to just go and try something new. And it's, it's fair enough. It definitely is, and apparently, Man City and Liverpool are the are the front runners for his signature, which would be a very cool move indeed. But I'm still saying he's probably the only one. Yeah, and of who course, actually, has, a... he was actually going to move because he wants a new challenge. <laughs> yeah, it's difficult, but in that UV game, it was Memphis Depay's penalty that essentially sealed it. Yeah, and yeah, the man who I. I I never got to see the best of when he played for... That's a slightly know. controversial penalty, no? I mean, we could debate that till the cows come home, but to have the absolute audacity to dink it down the middle. He's got ice in his veins, that man. I'm a big... I like his celebration as well. Oh, yeah. Fingers in ears. I'm a big fan of that. And City Madrid... Same result. Jesus Christ, what did Rafael Varane do? <laughs> to, be, to be fair to Varane, props for coming out and giving, in, giving interviews afterwards. He even admitted to, in, in these interviews, he even admitted saying, you know, they were 100% my fault and it's my fault we're out. God, yeah, because if I'd done that, there's no way I'd be coming out. Yeah, but that's that's I guess the the experience of having won yeah, multiple the, Champions Leagues. The mentality of a player La Liga's, of yeah, La Liga's. He's a World Cup winner as well. He's a he's a very very successful player, and he's been and he's a veteran of that Real Madrid team. So he's definitely he, got the experience missed, and the mentality. He missed Sergio Ramos though. Yeah. I'm sorry, Militao is never backing up Sergio Ramos, not in a million years. There's no one who could back up Sergio Ramos in a million years because he's just, he, there are definitely center backs who could back him up playing ability or if it, when, it, when talking about his playing ability, but there's no one who can back up how he fits in that team mentality-wise. He's a leader. He does not... Like he is just the man on that pitch when Real Madrid need, you know, a miracle. If you need a miracle, I'm like if if he had been on that pitch, it probably could have it probably would have been a different story. Yeah, it's always difficult because it's sort of that what if, what could have. It's like sometimes it doesn't dare thinking about because if if you're a Madrid fan, you go, oh yeah, but if we had Sergio Ramos, if we had Sergio Ramos, it it just makes you depressed. But there's I no mean, doubt yeah. that they missed him. And 
as much as people hype up Eder Militao because he's got a, a turn of pace about him, it's just another David Luiz. Oh, we're going that far. Wow. Well, I mean, okay, maybe not that far. He's got a bit of defensive nous about him. But, but he's not he's not Real Madrid's starting material. No, God no. Yeah, I mean yeah, I'd say also Real Madrid just now have to Real Madrid just have to embrace the fact that their time now is over. Well, when I say their time is over, you know, they have to come to grips with the fact that they're not going to be competing for Champions League year in, year out. In the sense of they're always going to be in the final. True. I think because everyone's just gotten so accustomed to them making it. But then again, you've got Messi and Ronaldo coming to... Granted, they've probably got a few more years left yet, but coming to the end of their cycles. Yeah, sad, sad as it is to say. 17 years ago today, we signed in from Sporting. For a solid 19 million. Best 19 million ever spent on anyone. Including that wacky, give you a migraine jumper. <laughs> Honestly, watching that man makes me cry. Uh, anyway, and there is no doubt that those two players really have had, or have really you know influenced an era in world football. Well, yeah, but, you think you think about it now, it's like oh. Oh, I love Ronaldo. Oh, well, who are your influences are oh, Ronaldo? Or I love watching Lionel Messi. It's like now we get to say, <laughs> yeah, so did I. When people go like, oh yeah, I used to watch like Pele and things. I was like, well, yeah, I've seen videos and I've seen clips of it, but I've never. It's there's a different experience to watching it happen live than someone going, oh yeah, let me show you this video of Pele where he does, yeah, yeah. X, Y, and Z. Well, I mean, watch, I'm going to. I'm I'm going to have a little contentious one for you here. The players who I actually, or when I started first started watching football, and who actually you know felt made me fall in love with it were Ronaldinho and Michael Balak. Michael Balak, because those were two midfielders who basically were at opposite ends of the spectrum. With Ronaldinho, with his flair, with his touch, with his pace. Um, and just unbelievable joy to watch. And then there was Balak, who was just power, strength, mentality, you know, put your boot through the ball and score from 35 yards out kind of guy. And it was just that perfect mix of watching those two ends of the spectrum. And for me, I didn't start watching Ronaldo properly until probably his last year in Un- at United and, you know, Messi probably around the start of the Barcelona era, you know, 20, 2009 to about 2012, 2013. Oh, yeah, the Wembley Champions League final, yeah. Uh... That header where he, you know, where you've got the, the smallest player on the pitch having a vertical jump of about 40 inches. Thanks for that. It's all good. It's ruined. We man. lost a year later in the worst <laughs> possible fashion. So. <laughs> yeah, shut up. I only, Inter- I... That was to Inter Milan, wasn't it? 
No, that was the year before. See, people forget that Bayern were in the Champions League final for between 2010 and 2013, three out of four years. That's how good we were. 2010, you lost. Diego Milito brace. Yeah, you lost into Milan. But we didn't deserve to win that game. 2011, really didn't. you weren't in it. Nah, 2011, we did not have a good year. We got kicked out by Inter Milan again in the round of 16. Oh. Uh, 2012, we don't talk about. Nope. 2013, we definitely talk about. Well, do we? 2014, we don't talk about again because that was the year Ronaldo dicked us in our own backyard uh, with a hat trick. No. 2015, we don't talk about because that was the year Messi sat Boateng down and Chip Noya all in the same play. <laughs> 2016, Sal Niguez dribbles through the whole Bayern team. I shit you not, from like striker all the way to Noya, he dribbles through all of them. I don't know how. Oh, you're really not. Scores a one nil, and then Müller misses a penalty in the second leg that could have put us over. 2017, we don't talk about because that was that massive BS with the referee in Real Madrid. I've got the video of that night. Yeah, exactly. And 2018 was, I think, the first year, and that was 2018. That was that was the year where we lost to Liverpool for the first time. Oh yeah, they beat you three-one at the Allianz. Yeah, that was depressing. Mm. That sucks. I don't know why I'm laughing. It's not like we've done anything in the Champions League. I was about to say, we're, I'm talking about, you know, constantly making it to the semi-final of the Champions League hey, for the last decade, hey, with the exception come, of Liverpool. We came back from 1-0 down to beat PSG in Paris, okay? That's my okay, That was final. a good one. Oh, God. That's depressing. It's fine. We're in it next season, and we're going to... I'd say we, cool I'd say we take this opportunity to move along from the Champions League to the Europa League. Do not want to have a, a prediction about Atalanta PSG, which is tonight at time of recording. I'm not going to lie to you. I really don't care. Okay, but that's cool. I just, I just think Atalanta might win it. I'm, here's the thing. I really don't care who wins that game. Just maybe have Atalanta win it just because they're the underdogs and it would be funny because PSG, I think, with the fact that they just are a team that throw money at it, throw money at their squad and don't even look at squad harmony to build up, you know, a superstar squad and then don't win anything but the French national titles cool. is extremely amusing. So I'd have Atalanta win that like one nil or something. Okay, seeing as we've done that game tomorrow night, Leipzig, Atletico Madrid. That's gonna be an interesting one. That is a game I actually do care about because it's gonna be a good game. Regardless of whether Leipzig have Timo Van or not. I think Atletico might win that. They'll win it. They're, I'd say Atletico, I'd pick Atletico to win it, but barely. Fair play. Obviously, you already said Bayern Munich 3, Barcelona 0. Yeah, and I'm sticking to that. Which is a boozy shout. But the, here's the thing. I'm already. Got, I'm going to say right now, Bayern are winning the whole thing. That's how much confidence I have in this team. I mean, it's difficult to argue with you, really. I think Man City might give you a run for the run for your money in the semis, though. They definitely will. 
but I still see us edging that closely. It'd be a close match as it'll be a match close as all hell. It'll be have everyone on the edge of their seats, but I still say we edge that because those are probably the you're you're talking Man City and Bayern are the, probably the two best teams in Europe right now. I mean, as long as Man City don't win the whole thing, I don't care who wins it. Yeah, and that's exactly. Just a, and that's just and a I'm saying, of, um, so you you think you think they'll beat Leon? Then you don't think there'll be some sort of ridiculous upset? Memphis to pie? No, United I'm sorry, Leon. Leon use up all their all their luck against Juve because no, I I can guarantee you, no one was betting that Ronaldo would score a brace and Juve would still get knocked out. Not a chance. True, and it was a bit of a dubious penalty. Exactly. So I'm saying Lyon have used all their luck up and they're not going to get that lucky twice in a row. So I'm sorry, but City, I'm, I'm saying City are going to win and they're going to do so comfortably. Uh, yeah, again, I can't really argue. As much as I want Memphis Depay to score five. <laughs> the former United men terrorizing oh, City. I absolutely love it. Takes off his shirt and he's got GGMU written on his undershirt in felt-tip pen. You've really had time to dream up this scenario, don't, don't you? Sharp. You don't know me. You don't know what I do. Yeah, anyway. I mean, exactly. Oh, also, just a little side note. Bayern, now ju- Bayern also set up a new record for the most goals scored after, after the first eight matches in a Champions League um, campaign, surpassing Barcelona's total of 30 and scoring with that 4-1 victory over Chelsea, scoring 31 goals after the first eight matches. Also the first team to win their first eight matches of the Champions League. You not lost a single game? Nope. Not even like a dead we, we already put already through in the group stages. No, no, no. This is, this is already the best part. After the group stages, we had already set a new record for the best group stage ever played in the Champions League thus far. Can you imagine if you if you set all these records and don't win it? That's what I'm saying. This is this is what like the I don't even I don't know why, but the this team is instilling with such confidence that I don't even like I'm going into this Barcelona match like unfazed. I'm You're excited my- to watch it because I think it's a good game, but I already have a I already have this distinct feeling that it's just going to be at the end of the day as comf- not as comfortable as Chelsea, but as solid of a win as against Chelsea first leg. Hence well, why I said 3-0. You're my mate and everything, but if, <laughs> if you set all these records and don't win, I will have to laugh. Oh, you see, this is, what I'm, this is what I'm saying as well, is I'm going on air, on record, stay, making all these statements, and, I'm, and I have that much confidence. That is why. I'm, this is, I have so much confidence, confidence in this team that I'm putting myself out there with these statements and making sure that they are heard by other people. We'll see. We shall. Let's talk the European competition that matters. Most. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Let's talk Europa League. <laughs> B-Tech Champions Piss off. <laughs> <laughs> the tournament everyone wants to be in. Oh, yeah. I'm so glad we're it next year. I'm so glad I haven't got to watch Thursday nights at half five <laughs> against Wi-Fi password FC. 
So oh, finally, finally you're out out of that dark out of that dark hole. Only to be back there probably after the group stages. Anyway, we we won't talk about that. <laughs> Anyways, so Inter Milan beat Leverkusen two one. Oh, and I said to you ve- that Kai Harvats had been really quiet, and literally about three minutes later he scored. But then and I'm after telling that, you there that was just, there was just no fight it was just like because Leverkusen as much as Barcelona are a one-man team with Messi Leverkusen rely very very heavily on Kai Havertz so the conclusion I'm allowed to draw from that is Kai Havertz had a crap game so Leverkusen were crap not quite he scored yeah but there's only so much what I'm saying is there's only so much one man can do if he's not going to have the support or, or if the rest of the team isn't going to be there to feed him or you know, take his his chances. Then, what good is he going to? What good is it going to be, even if he does have an amazing game? True. I don't know why I bother backing teams to beat Inter Milan. They always seem to find a way to like. They're Italian as well. Italian style of play is score one and sit back and defend. Remember? Well, I mean, Lukaku scored falling over. So there's not. What are you gonna do? What are you meant to do? What? Yeah, I know. Don't want them to win it. Inter just they there's no getting around the fact that Inter just do have a solid team with which they're playing at the minute. Yeah, but they don't know because they've got Ashley Young and fucking yeah. Vic but they Moses. have a, they have. I'm sorry. As much as Lukaku didn't do that for United, he's doing the business for Inter Milan. Oh no, I loved him when he played for us. He just had to ruin it at the end by being a dick. Yeah, that's what and I'm saying. Like, he's trying to fight with the fans and leaking pre-season data on Twitter and things like that. Say, look, I'm not a cart horse. I'm third fastest. I was like, great. Fantastic. What, that means nothing when you're doing it in a sprint race. I mean, he's still got a shit touch though, regardless of how many goals he's scored. He's just a natural thing. He's finisher. got a touch that takes him down the M25, doesn't he? Literally. But... He's still a na- he's a great finisher, and I dread to think what's going to happen if we come up against Inter Milan in the final. He's gonna he's gonna bully Harry Maguire. <laughs> They're about the same stature as well. Oh, I don't know, Ro- I... Harry Maguire is physically imposing, but Lukaku's got pace with it as well. So he's a. Big guy. He's so a if, big, if, big say guy. We're, say we're attacking and Lukaku gets the ball and gets a chance to dribble with it. He will just go past Harry Maguire, regardless of <laughs> being the no, same. He won't dribble past Harry, Harry Maguire. He'll just knock the ball forward and run past Harry Maguire. Oh, don't. So they get to play Shakhtar Donetsk. Which I'm actually surprised they blew Baza out that much. It's just an unfair draw, though, isn't it? I don't want to. I don't want to bitch and moan. But we've got the hardest semi-final against Sevilla. Probably, but then again, you also have to. Th- you also have to think about the fact that Sevilla aren't the same Europa League team that they were probably about three years ago when they won the treble. They're not. They're, yeah, they're definitely not the same team that knocked us out of the Champions League two years ago. Because yeah, that Mourinho, was a big upset as well. Well, yeah. Mourinho tried to negate Ava Benega, played seven defensive players, benched Martial and Pogba, 
And then Adrian yeah. Benega made like seven key passes or something that night. And Vissim Benyeda scored twice. I mean, are we, are we really going to debate the fact that Mourinho has not – he just doesn't have it anymore? He's not the special one? I mean, I'm pretty sure that's common knowledge. Nah, he'll, he'll, he'll have a mediocre season at Spurs. They'll get rid of him and then he'll be Portugal coach for the World Cup in 2022. He's just not that good of a coach anymore. People just need to... F- he, he just... Mm, no. <laughs> it's like that audio clip I sent you earlier of Eddie Jones, yeah, the Indian I love rugby that. coach, talking about these great football managers that are, where, you know, you've got Klopp and you've got Mourinho... No, not Mourinho. Pep. <laughs> oh, Christ. You're getting flack from not only a man who doesn't watch football. From an Aussie, nonetheless. <laughs> from, from an Australian who... Oh, just it's different worlds I know and he was one about man management but it's just a bit you know people I mean we can all the... agree that Mourinho does not have any man management I mean the fact that he the fact that Mesut Ozil was um you know knocked out of Madrid when he was arguably the world's best number 10 um you know and yeah. we're not even going to get into the Schweinsteiger debate Oops. Yeah, we don't talk about that. But anyway, so obviously Shakhtar blew away Basel. That was 4-1. But the, the one... Wolves? From last Wolves. night. Wolves lost 1-0 to Sevilla. But they had a penalty after like 15, 20 minutes. Adama yep. Traore. I know I've, I've called him a pace merchant before. and it, But it's rapid. It's incredibly difficult for people to deal with him. So he got and taken a, down. And he's a massive guy. He's a unit. Exactly. But it was, he got taken down and Wolves had a penalty. It was saved. But Diego Carlos for Sevilla was encroaching in the box. So by the, And Vieira missed it. By the, the word of the law, should be taken again. And... Yeah. Well, uh, I think it was Connor Cody came out and said afterwards, the referee said to him, oh, VAR was asleep. Sorry. <laughs> Great. Great. Wolves <laughs> could really buy a lot with that. Well, cheers, ref. That's going to make up for... I mean, take nothing away from Wolves. I mean, they've, they've had the longest season out of anyone left in the competition. European competition, they yeah. They had to qualify for it. They had to do qualifying rounds for it. I mean, arguably, that shouldn't be anything too harsh because everyone had a massive break because of Corona. So they had time to recharge. Yeah, true. But their season started over a year ago now. Yeah, true. So Sevilla will face, and according to their coach, this is his words, not mine, the biggest team in the world. Thank you, Julian. United... Um... What? <laughs> I said to you, I can't believe we've needed extra time and a penalty to beat FC Copenhagen. But the goalkeeper, Jonsson, had an absolute blinder. And we hit the post four times. But he made a record-breaking 17 saves in one game. Oh, yeah. That reminds me of a nice little statistic. And Chelsea fans, I'm sorry. You're going to have to <laughs> shut your ears for this one. I know where this is. Going. He has made in one match 24% of the saves that Kepa has made since coming to Chelsea. 
it's okay because as we've discovered over the course of this season, Kepa's not a goalkeeper. Oh yeah, he's stood for he's stood he's been standing still for thirty percent of the shots or thirty percent of the goals scored past him. He has stood still and not dived. He never liked to see that, dear. I mean, I I couldn't be a goalkeeper anyway. I mean, now because as a goalkeeper as well, you I mean, I give you. I'm definitely going to be with you on the fact that you know you're going to have. Every now and then, you're gonna have a shot where you just you never saw it coming, or you just were caught on the wrong foot, what have you, you're going to be left standing still. But you're not left standing still for 30% of all shots you face. No, maybe if you know, a shot takes a deflection, you've set yourself one way. I mean, you're more qualified to talk about this than I am. But it just... Yeah, I, more, no, I'm, more I'm 100% with you. Who would be a goalkeeper? And I mean, also, also the main thing is that even, you know, even in training, when you get a shot scored past you, you still try and die for it. Even if you know that shot is going top bins, you no, you have no chance of getting to that ball. You still try and dive because at the end of the day, you show that you show your manager, you know, this kid is willing, even when, the, when there's no chance, he's still trying, he's still trying to go for that. He's still giving it his all. I love how we're talking about Europa League. We ended up talking about Kepa. That's because we forgot <laughs> to talk about Kepa about a couple of episodes ago, but enough on him. So I want your opinion, honest opinion and don't, you know, be honest just because I'm sad. Don't, don't sugarcoat anything. So semi-final Sunday, semi-final one, Sevilla, Man United. Who goes through? I'm picking United just because... You get, you have a team that should be beating Sevilla. You should. You just managed to get third place in the Premier League. You've managed to progress this far. I mean, I know against uh, against uh, Copenhagen it wasn't great, but you still have a team that should be doing the business. So I and I think it was a little bit of complacency that played a role in the one nil against Copenhagen. I don't think that complacency will be there as much when you face Sevilla because Sevilla is one of the heavyweights left in this tournament. Yeah, and uh, Solskjaer said today, we've been in the semi-finals of three cup competitions this season and not gone any further. You're kind of obligated to do so now. Well, again, we talk about, you know, as a professional, I don't know what it's like, but you'd like to think people just you you'd like to think that that sits in the back of people's minds. Like Paul Pogba obviously wants to win stuff. You know, Bruno Fernandes, since he's come, deserves to win something. I mean, he's got 46 goal involvements, wasn't it? 48 goal involvements in 49 appearances this season. And he's the top scorer in the Europa League. And he's a midfielder. Yeah, I mean, so, I'm wouldn't, I wouldn't say just after one season he deserves to win something, I but he know, definitely the with we the performances before, he's putting in. The way we played before February. Yeah, I mean, he has revolutionized your playing if we, style. If we win something, as good as Rashford, Martial have been up top, if we win something, he is our player of the season. Yeah. And I think the other one, the other semi-final, it's just a formality, isn't it, really? Inter against Shakhtar, unless... It should be. Unless, please, 
please. Someone do me a favour. Oh, do you know what? I don't want to think about it, but if Ashley Young scores against us in the Europa League final, I'm actually going to have a breakdown. It would be deserved as well because... Uh... How? It wasn't like sorry, he was, was forced out. No, no, no. I'm saying it's not... No, I'm saying your breakdown would be deserved oh, because I that just be too sad. <laughs> oh, hell no. Lukaku, I can kind of understand if he scored and went absolutely ballistic. Imagine Alexis Sanchez scores oh, against you. God, it's just a fucking graveyard, isn't it, that team? <laughs> it's a graveyard of players Erickson who have been... And Victor Moses as well. Oh, Jesus. It doesn't bear thinking about Victor Moses scoring against you. <laughs> Although I'd say Victor Moses is known more for his time at Chelsea than his time at United. Victor Moses didn't play for us, so that's why he's not known for his time at United. I'm sorry, didn't you just say that he was he was uh, one of the graveyard players? I just meant at the Premier League. Oh. It's okay. just a haven for, for I'm not going to say shit Premier League players, because Christian Eriksen was one of the best midfielders in the Prem. Ashley I actually Young, have no idea why he left. Ashley Young was amazing for us at times. Like, I was about to say, at times being the operative word. There. Well, it doesn't, it doesn't help when you get a bit older and you lose a little bit of pace and then your manager goes, oh, I know what will be fun. I'll stick you at left back. <laughs> Thanks, Louis. Really appreciate it. He made two of our wingers fullbacks. I know what will be fun. I'll stick you at left back. But then, but then Mourinho came and was like, yeah, I'll stick for that as well. Antonio Valencia right back, Ashley Young at the left. <laughs> and then he's playing I mean, further forward for Inter and he's scoring again. And I love watching Ashley Young score a goal. Do you know the funny thing is that another player who comes to mind who was a winger and has been moved to left back, but, you know, much more fruitfully. And that was the doing of probably Bayern's worst manager, excluding Jurgen Klinsmann in the last 10 years. Who are, who are we talking? Oh, Alfonso Davies. Yeah, Alfonso Davies. Nico Kovac was the one who, who had the idea of moving him to left back. Well, some players just take to it. I think Ashley Young was at a stage in his career. He was. Yeah, I was about to say he's most not. Games and after Antonio Valencia left, he was captain most games. And it was just a thing like. You don't move a player out, you know, after 25. Or at age 25, most players have finished their development, and they, there's only small things you can you can adjust with them. A positional change after that age, very hard to do so, in my opinion. Let's be or honest. at least to do so successfully. Let's be honest. Ashley Young and Antonio Valencia moving to fullback was more out of necessity than it was Van Hal going, <laughs> I'll fuck with them. Because Luke Shaw, injuries. We didn't have another left back. I'm wondering Lynn, if Luke Shaw will ever make another appearance for United again. He was, he's been one of our better players since, since the lock, uh, in our run second half of this season. That 17-game unbeaten run, he started every single game. The one game he didn't start, we lost against Chelsea. Well, but I mean, still, my, my impression of him has been that he was good when he was needed, but he wasn't... He's not I think a starting. Brandon Williams is now taking. 
Exactly. In Solskjaer's mind, it's now going, well, he's young, he's quick, he's attacking-minded, but he's also very solid at the back. Just needs a bit more... He's still a little bit naive, but that comes with more game time. Yeah. But for years, we didn't have decent fullbacks at all. And then we signed Aaron Wan-Bissaka at right back. Who arguably is probably one of the Premier League's best. He's the best one-on-one defender in the league. He just needs to work on his positioning from crosses. True. I was the one who advocated for him to be in the team of the season over Trent Alexander-Arnold. This is also true. (laughs) But uh, I don't want to talk about this, but... Transfer news, we don't have a lot, but of that news, Sancho is more or less the only one we've got. <laughs> it's just not going to happen, is it? Like, Well, you say that, and you did, you say that, and in Germany, we're also saying, you know, the press have also been saying, Michael Zorg might be using his statements as a tactic to make uh, United pay more. Also, just for info, just for the for all the listeners who don't know the exact goings on, Dortmund sporting director Michael Zorc made the statement that Jaden Sancho, seeing as there was no fee agreed upon until August 10th, August 10th being the date that Dortmund left for their preseason training camp, if there was no transfer fee agreed upon by that date, Jaden Sancho would be staying with Dortmund for another season. Everyone in the press has been saying that is basically a done deal. United will not get him this season. However, as has been stated by transfer experts in Germany on Sky Journey, this could very much be a tactic to just squeeze more money because at the end of the day, it's all about the transfer fee. Well, I think it's important to note as well. They're running about, are they going to offer him a bumper new deal after the 10th of August? They already did it and didn't tell anyone. <laughs> yeah, that was the best part. Afterwards, the media are completely shocked when they learn Dortmund have already agreed with Sancho last summer on a contract extension till 2023 on 10 mil a year. Which keep keeping him at, a, at the club for another three seasons from this summer onwards. Dortmund could literally say to United, you know, 150 million we, we won't even take if they want to. I don't know. I mean, we, we've torn up Alexis Sanchez's contract. So there's 500 grand a week. Fucking hell. It's 500 grand a week that we don't have to pay. I don't know what. A mil a year in wages works out. Is it 350 a week in wages? 10 million? Nah, not even close. 300, 300, 280K a week or uh, works out to around 15 or 14.5 or 15 million a year. Oh, okay. That's, that's... So he's on maybe 200K, 200K max. But I, I'm, you know, that's very, very... Uh, sparingly done mental math but 10 million a year okay i'll do it right now sorry if you can hear that (laughs) it's just started thundering lovely stuff 
Works out to about 192,000 a week. Okay, that's not, well, I'm going to say that doesn't seem that much, but in terms of footballers' wages, it really doesn't. In terms of top footballers' wages, it doesn't. And I'm still going to tell, I'm, I'm still telling you right now, 10 million a year, that is more than the average of what most players make at Bayern. Yeah, Bayern have Bayern's never done, average. Bayern have never done big wages, though. And I, Bayern's I average salary, right, yearly salary right now is 5 million. I respect them for it. Well, what was it? I saw something. Neymar's yearly wages at PSG are 33 and a half million. I thought they were around 36, to be fair. Or something. Although that like might that. be Messi's. That might be Messi's. Or it might. And Atalanta's is 27 and a half. The entire squad. Jesus Christ. But, so yeah. No football is worth that much. Well, you sound like my mum. But I mean, I don't appreciate. How do how do I appreciate that? Because <laughs> your your mother I don't know what is talking about. one of the sweetest people I've ever met. So how is that? How is how is that an insult? No, I mean when she talks about football. Okay. Normally, you just normally just talk about it. Real quick. How knowledgeable is your mother about football? Very, very bad. Okay, then that's an insult, and yeah. I do not take kindly to that. Sweet as she is, she only does it to annoy me. Not, honestly, Go on, Caroline. When United loses. Sweet Caroline. Ba, ba, ba. <laughs> I know because I know, the door will creak open. It'll just go, what happened, Billy? <laughs> what are they playing at? It's like, shut up, shut up. Don't want to talk about it to anyone. She just wants to wind you up. Oh, she really does. And it's so easy to wind me up. But Sancho then. A lot of people, like I sent you that thing of Owen Hargreaves talking on BT Sport. Where he said Dortmund sell their players. It's just what they do. They sell them for a lot, but they sell their players. You know, Zork come out and said, oh, well, uh, Dembele is not leaving. It, in, and six months later, off he went. Aubameyang. That, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm saying. I'm still very much... I'm still saying it could go either way. I think now nothing will be done until we're out of, uh, either we win the Europa League or we're out of the Europa League. Same with any potential contract extension for Paul Pogba, which he'll again play with my emotions this week. I was about to say, you, 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 you showed the, the I, I was almost tempted to call it Mino's transfer Riola coaster, but uh, he has nothing to do with it. He does. He's Funnily enough. Well, no, he isn't. Yeah, but he has nothing to do with the with the roller coaster of emotions that is Jaden Sancho. Oh no, he's got everything to do with the emotions that Paul Pogba puts me through, where he puts tomorrow eye emojis and Twitter shat itself in excitement, and it turns out he's and, joined a Call of Duty team. <laughs> I was about to say, and what happened on this fateful day that was today? <laughs> Great. Fantastic. Have fun with that, Paul. You've already got a professional job. <laughs> no, he can do what he wants, to be fair. If he keeps playing like Free. this, he can... He could bring out a video. There could be a video of him kicking an old lady. I'd probably still go. He's caught that. It's really sweet, though. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's horrible. Don't go kicking old ladies in the street. 
We do not condone violence of any kind on this podcast. Disclaimer. But if you want to show me a video, I will laugh. Oh, jeez. I don't know. It'll be interesting. This window <laughs> isn't over yet. It's barely just opened. This although I will go as months yet. I will go as far to say uh, as to say that if Jaden Sancho is still in a Dortmund shirt by the first Bundesliga match day of the season, he is staying. Oh God, yeah. Um, maybe. Even though the transfers, the transfer window is open till October the fifth, and the season starts at least the Bundesliga season starts on the twelfth of September. No, the eleventh. Sorry, I think. Uh, the twelfth. I forget which. I want to say it's the twelfth. It's a Saturday. I want to say it's the twelfth. Never mind that. But I'm saying if the Bundesliga season starts on the twelfth of September and Jaden Sancho is in a Dortmund shirt at that point in time, there is not a chance in hell that United are going to get him. I'm sticking by that. Up till then, anything can happen. Yeah. I don't know. We always seem to, for lack of a better word, fuck about with transfers. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm not... I don't know why I'm even remotely shocked anymore. And I'm I don't beat yourself though. up to that. <laughs> On that note, on that happy-go-lucky sunshine and rain. I was going to say, on that slightly depressing note, we will finish this week's episode here. Next week, we'll have a bunch of matches to talk about, Champions League and Europa League, which should be good. You'll get to see if I already have to concede defeat on my statements that I've, on the ballsy statements that I've made this episode. I'm going to say... Bayern winning the Champions League. Breaking news. Bayern Munich lose 3-0 to Barcelona. Hell no. I'm I'm just as confident as Niklas Zula in the post-match interview against Chelsea. He was asked, will Bayern win the Champions League? Without hesitation, he went yes. Again, it's just another thing to meme when if you don't... I don't know. I can't see anyone other than Man City giving you any trouble, to be honest. Exactly. Hence why we shall see each other and hear from everyone else next week. How, how, much, how much are you going to hurt when next week there is more on Jaden Sancho that just gives you hope? It's the hope that kills you. Already, on that note, <laughs> keep calm, love the beautiful game. <laughs>